0: This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today's guest on Valley Views is Melissa Harth, board chair of Custer County Search and Rescue. Melissa, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks, Gary. Really happy to be here.
0: So, Melissa, how long have you been here in the Valley?
1: I've been here in the Valley since 2008 and came from working seasonally in other small mountain towns. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio.
0: Ah, my my part of the world. I attended graduate school at UC. Ah, yes. Go Bearcats.
1: <laughs> and I graduated from Miami
0: University. Ah, very interesting. My wife and I both graduated undergrad from Miami, but probably a few years before you. So what was your specialty? My
1: major was exercise physiology And so I have a bachelor's in health and sports studies.
0: Okay. Okay, good. That is a pretty part of the world. Yes. So for the uninitiated, who is Custer County Search and Rescue? And what's the mission?
1: The mission of Custer County Search and Rescue is the search, rescue, and or recovery of a person or persons who have become lost, incapacitated, or deceased in Custer County. We also provide support services for other counties in cooperation with the Colorado Search and Rescue Association.
0: And how long has the organization been around? We were initially
1: incorporated in, in 1976, I believe, and initially our services were more of a search and recovery nature. We went dormant for a period of time and then were reactivated in 1987.
0: So am I correct that Custer County Search and Rescue is a 501c3 and that all of the folks are volunteers.
1: That's true. We are a 501c3. We are dispatched by the Custer County Sheriff's Office. So we work in conjunction with them from an authority standpoint. They hold the ultimate authority and then we are a 501c3 operating our own business.
0: And as a 501c3, you have a board that runs the organization. You're the chair
1: That's true. Our structure is such that we have a board that kind of handles the business part of the team, and then we have captains and co-captains that are involved in all of the mission readiness and operational effectiveness.
0: Now, how many folks are out there that are on your roster? We have about 30 active
1: people on our team currently.
0: And what would you say they're basic skills are it strikes me that you need some kind of stamina hiking skills climbing skills what does it take
1: all of the members on our team are on what we call our ground team so they are fit and equipped to carry 30 pound plus packs through most of the mountain terrain we then have a specialty technical rope rescue team and they are the technical alpine climbers they train additionally. For rope rescue skills and then we have several of the members are EMTs and we all have a basic level of wilderness first aid as far as our medical qualifications.
0: Okay so during the last week or so as we record this we've had a major snowstorm and temperatures have been down in the single digits. Are folks still out on the trails?
1: For sure folks are still out on the trails. There's certainly a decline in the winter as far as our activity in search and rescue um, because we aren't a destination for snowmobile activity or backcountry skiing. But there's plenty of people that are out there snowshoeing, hiking, and potentially winter climbing some of the peaks.
0: Okay. So what are some winter safety tips for folks wanting to get outside?
1: In general, we really like to stress being prepared when you go out for your activity. So in the winter, having appropriate layers, many layers, moisture wicking layers, because sometimes temperatures rise and fall really quickly. As far as footwear, we really recommend having some kind of traction device. So maybe that's a snowshoe, maybe that's skis, maybe that's micro spikes, which are kind of a smaller version of a crampon. We really find it important to look at your weather forecast. Things change so quickly here, and if you're planning a day out, it's really important that you know what your risks are when you're going out.
0: I just noticed in the news over the last week or so, there was a rescue over on Greenhorn. A family from Chicago got out. I don't think it was in your jurisdiction, but it's probably something you've seen. They got out there. They were more tired than they thought. They were unprepared. It was getting dark. They dialed 911. What would you say to folks heading into a situation like that?
1: A lot of times when people are traveling here, the understanding of what it takes to be out here. You know, things change really quickly with altitude, how warm or cold we are. All these things that maybe we know in other places are just a little bit more... Significant in the mountains, and if things go wrong, it takes time for us to come out and respond. And you stop moving on a trail and you get cold really quickly. And so, you know, other things to carry in your pack for sure those little hand warmers awesome, maybe a little tarp if you ha- end up having to sit down and you're only in a snowy area, or some layer of protection between you and the ground can be really helpful in keeping you warm as the day goes on or as you're waiting for rescue a lot of times people are also not prepared for just things happening because we all know being out in the woods things can just happen you trip over a rock and all of a sudden you can't walk you didn't plan for that but now you're waiting three hours or two hours depending on where you are or an hour Mm -hmm. you know we like to tell people it's going to take us as long as it took you to get there. It's going to take us to get there.
0: And anyone who's hiked over by Greenhorn knows that that's a pretty good drive over there.
1: That especially, yes. Greenhorn is, can be far for us to get
0: to. So let's back up to the summer. From my perspective, this was a relatively safe summer in that Crestone group, Kit Carson, where oftentimes you've got some big problems. That is
1: true. This is the first year that we did not have a documented fatality in the Crestone group for as long as anyone can remember. That is a good outcome. That's always what we want, for people to be as safe as possible up there.
0: I'm told that the traffic on the trails might have lightened up over the last year or two. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: You know, we think sometimes climbing 14ers in particular can be cyclical, And there may have been fewer people up there this year, which possibly could have contributed to a more favorable summer. But also, we have been amping up, so to speak, our public information campaign and education specifically. And we want to get as much safety messaging out there as far as like what to carry and what to be prepared for and what you should baseline just have in your pack.
0: So as I'm putting together my pack for a fairly serious day hike, what would be recommended to be included?
1: Uh, We look for something called the 10 Essentials, and it's organized basically into 10 categories. Things like navigation, sun protection, insulation, illumination, first aid supplies, fire repair kit, and food and water. So, those are kind of the main things you want to keep in mind when you're going out.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Tell me a bit about preventative search and rescue. It sounds like we're, the things we're talking about might be part of that, but is there more to it than that?
1: The 10 essentials for sure are part of that preventative search and rescue. It's things like things to think about, especially for people who maybe don't have as much experience taking on something bigger. So that's things like doing your research on your routes. That's That can be a big thing here. We want to try to s- spread as much safety information as we possibly can so that people are the most prepared for going out there to be able to self-rescue. That's ideal for us, mm-hmm. is that if you get in trouble, you have the skills, you have the things in your pack that can help get you out of a situation.
0: Exactly. Now, As we air this, the Wet Mountain Valley Community Foundation's Spirit Campaign is ongoing. Custer County Search and Rescue is always towards the top of that list. So you have a lot of fans. Is this a major source of income for you?
1: This is our biggest source of income, actually. As a 501c3, we are entirely funded by donations and grants. And we are extremely grateful for the community support. We feel this all the time, whether it's at parades or we were having lunch at Tony's and a bunch of us had our shirts on and someone paid for our meal. We feel the support of this community and we are so grateful. Everyone on our team knows how much of a role the Spirit Campaign and the support of our community plays in our success.
0: Okay, well said. And under full disclosure, I am part of the board of Wet Mountain Valley Community Foundation. Melissa, what are your major expenses
1: our major expenses, so we have a, a fleet of vehicles. We have. We also have two trailers with ATVs that we put tracks on in the winter so we can travel through snow. And then your administrative costs of running a business, software, equipment, a lot of mountain equipment, um, rescue equipment specifically. We have trainings that we'll have other companies come in and put on for us that we pay for. It's a variety of things that we end up spending money on.
0: Okay. Take me on one of your missions. How many people are there? How long does it take? What, what was the objective? Uh, just give us a flavor.
1: Okay. Usually what happens is a 911 call comes in, and that is handled by uh, the dispatch center in, in Canyon City. They then contact us. The, they find out the nature of the incident, they contact the sheriff, their sheriff says, call search and rescue. So at that time, uh, we have an incident management team that takes the call, they try to gather information. At the same time, they'll start putting together a plan on who and how many people they need for the rescue. So if it's a climbing specific incident, we'll start pulling our climbing gear, we'll get the technical rescue team members that we need. That can take an hour. You know, we are not just standing by like EMS or fire. We are all professionals in in other areas as well. And so it takes us a little bit of time to gather. We all come together at the barn. We do a briefing. We let everybody know. And we come up with our plan. And then we send people into the field.
0: What's the range of numbers of people that you'd send on a mission
1: That really depends on the mission, a mission where someone's sick and they're way up high and they just basically need assistance walking out or getting to a vehicle or something like that. That's going to be much less than technical rope rescue. Or if we're having to wheel someone out in our litter Mm -hmm. uh, to effectively carry a person out from a lake, for example, that, you know, we would need minimum 12 to 14 volunteers in the field at the time and even 12 to 14 it's an exhausting endeavor to carry a person out of the field.
0: Good description. So you've got these folks out on the trail on the mission there's a coordinating group back at the house basically?
1: Yes at the search and rescue barn we have a group of people anywhere from three to five in the office that they're coordinating everything we have a mapping software we have radio communications and so we want to make sure everybody's on the same page and as we get more information as people are getting information in the field the people that are in the office are overseeing that
0: okay so melissa we're about out of time final thoughts
1: i would say we are currently looking for people who have technical alpine climbing experience to join the team. We train all year round. So all of our members are, even though we may not be as active in the winter, we are training year round to be ready to go whenever the call comes in.
0: That sounds good. Melissa, thanks for stopping by and filling us in on uh, Custer County Search and Rescue.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Gary. Really appreciate it.
0: And thanks for all your team does. I know it's important to the Valley here. We've been visiting with Melissa Harth, board chair of Custer County Search and Rescue. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. and again on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. I'm walking on a rainbow, it's the best thing.